0: Hi, I'm Nora, I'm a senior here, and I get the pleasure to introduce my dear friend, Caroline, who most of you know as Care. If you've also had the pleasure of getting to know Care, then you know that she has this incredible amount of wisdom, wisdom that she uses to encourage just everyone around her. And I, along with many, many others in her life, know the power of her words and her story, and most of all, just her passion for Christ, and I'm just really excited for all of you to get to hear her story. Okay, guys. Like, okay, I'll fix it, fine. There we go. Okay, can you all hear me? Yeah, okay. Um, thank you, Nora. Um, yeah, I'm Caroline, I'm a senior here. Um, I'm just gonna start off with prayer, cause yeah, God is good, okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room, Lord. Um, They all have a story, God, and you know them. Um, I pray that they will feel known and loved by you. Um, I pray that if anything I say does not align with your word, that it would fall on deaf ears, God. And that we would just walk through this together. We love you, Lord. Amen. Okay. I want to start off with a question. What is the first emotion that comes to mind when you hear that we were created to be different? Is it denial? Is it frustration? Is it comfort? Now, what if I told you that life with Christ is made to be different? For me, that's scary. It always has been scary, it is scary, and it probably will be for a while. Um, I'm someone who really struggles um, with falling into the fear of man acceptance and insecurity. Um, And so I have to decide, what will I fear more? Will it be the fear of man or life separated from Christ? And I feel like if I heard that, I'd be like, well, duh, like, you don't want a life separated from Christ, you know? But truly, guys, through my own personal journey and experience, the most important thing that I've learned is that being rooted and established in Christ results in a life lived differently and a purpose fulfilled. And that doesn't always have to be scary. In fact, it brings an abundance of joy, peace, and a purpose that only comes from our Creator. The reason why I wanted to share with you guys today is because God has radically changed my life. Um, He he just has, and I feel like I would be doing a disservice to Him if I didn't share what He's done. And I don't wanna leave Southwest um, without sharing what He's done in my life. So. I wanna dive into Colossians 2, um, just a couple verses, and then we're gonna skip down a little bit. So, let me find it. Wow. This is not the time to not be able to find it, Caroline. (laughs) Okay, okay, got it. Colossians 2, 6 through 7, and then we're gonna skip down to 14. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and overflowing with gratitude. Skipping now to 14, he erased the certificate of debt with all its obligations that was against us and opposed to us, and and it was taken away by nailing it to the cross. Okay, so for some context, um, Paul was in prison in Rome when he was writing this letter to the Church of Colossae. Here he's talking to two very important groups of people. The Jewish people and the Gentiles. The Jewish people had been struggling in this time to understand the grace of God and the freedom that comes through the cross. And the Gentiles were coming from um, a lot of pagan backgrounds, a lot of different backgrounds. Um, And so yeah, Paul was bringing them together um, and highlighting that Christ is the substance. It's not... Um, the rituals that save you, it's not any of that. It's by grace alone that you are saved. So yeah, he is the source, and that is what Paul is talking to them about. I want to note three things before diving into my story and what this means to me. First of all is that we are called to be rooted and established. So I want you guys to think of the biggest tree you've ever seen in your life. I know it's kind of like elementary, but I promise it comes full circle. Um, The biggest tree. We often don't think of what is underneath, right? We don't think of the root systems that ground this tree. But really something that I learned while researching what these root systems are like and their purpose, I learned that if the roots are unhealthy, the tree will bear leaves that are not to be their intended color, and ultimately they will fall, leaving the tree bare. I bet you know where I'm going with this. Verses 6 and 7 say, So just then you have received Christ Jesus as Lord. Continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Just like these trees that we see everywhere, if we have these unhealthy roots, we will, un- we will bear these leaves or what that would look like is relationships, habits, or like the actions that we give. Um, and we will bear unhealthy fruit. But... Um, And things that can cut into our root systems are the things we watch, the things we listen to, anxiety, for me insecurity, acceptance, and even things that come from internal. I really struggle with um, different thought patterns, lies, believing lies that the enemy has put into me so that I will not live how Christ intended me to live. And ultimately, those unhealthy roots cause you to bear unintended fruit. My second thing is that we are, if we are established yet unrooted, we will fall. So back to the tree analogy, imagine if these trees didn't have any roots, they would just topple over, right? It's kind of a funny thought. That is the same for us. We are not meant to simply just have head knowledge. For four years I walked around like a rootless tree and time and time again I fell. Without roots, all the establishing that happens and all the head knowledge we get, we go to the most amazing school and we have all this head knowledge and we, have, we get taught so much of the Bible by the most amazing teachers. But if we only have that and no roots, we're not gonna prosper. But with roots comes an abundance of good fruit. And we're gonna turn to John 15. Um, which is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. In verse five through seven say, I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Apart from remaining in the Lord, grounding ourselves in Him, and watching Him bear the fruit that He intends to bear, we are nothing. If we do not remain in Him, we will be rootless. Our trees will be, or our leaves will be brown, and not their intended color, and we will fall. My last and final point is just that, going back to that verse 14. He erased a certificate of debt, with its obligations that was against us and opposed us and has taken it away by nailing to the cross. Listen, I know that we've all walked into this encounter with something on our shoulders. Maybe things aren't going right at home. Maybe you and your friend are in a fight. Maybe you just failed the test. Um, but I wanna illuminate this verse um, in, order us for, in order for us to understand the major part in. Jesus dying on the cross and what that means. Going back to the context, at this time, Paul was talking about the fact that Jesus had erased the certificate of debt, which looked like the rituals and the obligations, and he was emphasizing that you are saved from grace alone, through faith alone, and through Christ alone. And he, Paul wanted these people to walk in freedom. The Jewish people at this time had a hard time understanding and accepting the gift of the cross and what it meant for them. So Paul was here, here, was illuminating the grace, the grace that comes through faith from Christ. This makes me think of Matthew 28. Yeah, no, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, or take up my yoke and learn from me. But it really is true and it changes everything for us. This summer, I really dug into what these verses meant. I looked into what it meant by yoke, and yoke at this time was a tool they put on the oxen to prevent pain, and it was a symbol of submission. What he meant by this verse was was taking upon his yoke was submitting ourselves to him so that we may experience rest and peace. We were not wired to bear these things on our own. Just as the Jewish people and Gentiles were not wired to live off rituals and obligations alone, we were not wired to bear the things we struggle with on our own. Jesus nailed that certificate of debt to the cross, which means we are made to live in grace and freedom that God has given us by his son, by sending his son Jesus to die and be raised to life three days later in place for us. That is so powerful. Okay, before I share some of my story, I gotta take a sip of water because I'm just coming off of sickness and it's kind of a struggle. Okay, so what does this mean? Um, why am I sharing this? Um, my story. I committed my life to Christ when I was four on my screen porch in my house in Eden Prairie with my mom and my sister Sarah. And, but my relationship with him didn't really start until I was 12 and i started meeting with my first mentor and she was teaching me how to have a quiet time what that looked like because i had always seen i'm the youngest child so i'd always seen like my siblings or my parents like on the dining room counter like every morning reading their bible and i was like oh, i'm just not like not old enough yet i don't understand um when i was in sixth grade i started this process of what it looked like to have a quiet time and in an intimate relationship with the lord from when I was 12 to about fall of junior year, yeah, like last year, um, my relationship with Jesus depended on my emotions and my circumstances. Um, Freshman year, I came into high school and I was hit like a truck. I, Because I was so rooted in what people thought of me, I went through these waves of really deep sadness and hurt. Um, And yeah, it was a knot. It was not a good place to be in. And these patterns of rooting myself in circumstances and emotions caused habits and strain in my relationship with Christ that I'm still working to refine and working um, to perfect. But, yeah, so that pattern continued sophomore year. Um, And this was when I took something someone said about me and I made it how I thought everybody thought of me. And I made it how I perceived myself and how I thought I was created to be. It became my world. And I want you guys to hear this because I wish I would have written this on my heart before this whole thing instead of after. When you take anything anyone says about you besides the creator of all, anxiety, insecurity, and deep hurt are destined to be manifested and bred within your soul. This is why being rooted is so crucial in your walk with Jesus. Just as Paul pointed out, I just simply wasn't. I had been established. I had known the Bible. I had walked through three years at Southwest and my whole life at church. I knew the Bible. I knew Jesus was my Lord. But I was rooted in what people thought of me and the sheer opinions of others, which is a really dangerous place to be because we are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And it bred deep anxiety that led to eating problems, com- constant unrest, and a really strained relationship with the people around me. And one of the worst parts was that it was hidden. I was ashamed. I would looked up at my siblings and being like, oh, well, they didn't struggle with this. Like, why does it have to be me? Why am I the problematic child? I was ashamed that I was struggling so much of getting to the point of being sick. I was like, why, can, why can't I just rely on God? Like, what's going on? Why can I not eat because of this anxiety that's within me? But this anxiety that I was having was a result of not being rooted. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's um, anxiety or different things they struggle with comes from not being rooted because I still struggle with anxiety. Um, But I'm simply sharing my story and my journey. And even though I still struggle with anxiety, it's so different. There is a loneliness and struggle alone, and and struggling alone, and I've been there. It's the most dark and desolate place. It's so hard to get out of. And there is a difference between struggling alone and struggling aside the King of Kings and the Prince of Peace. It's just so different. There was a specific time in which I had a switch of being rootless and without a name to finding my identity and root system within Christ. This happened in November of last year around another really hard time of life for me. I finally took a step back and I looked in retrospect of the past few years of my life. And I looked at every struggle cause I had been super up and down. Summer going into junior year, I was like, okay, like I'm starting to read my Bible again. Like, like God is good, like he takes all this away. But then I went through another hard season and completely lost my footing again. And I was like, well, what's wrong? So I went into bird's eye view of the past few years and I pinpointed the problem being identity. My identity was not in Christ. There's a difference. There's a difference in living. This is where the living differently part comes in, in which a call to live life differently out of the result of being rooted. A life lived differently. While I was deciding, that I was gonna share some of John 15, I realized that not a lot of people note what fruit really looks like. We hear a lot in the Bible, well, like if, if we're rooted in Christ, like we'll bear good fruit. But what does that really mean? What does that really look like? Sorry, I have to go. Cough. <coughs> okay. <coughs> <And>, um, <coughs> okay. We're good. Um, and through looking at this, I. I realized that after finding my footing in Christ, um, the abundance of fruit isn't what I thought it would look like before. Uh, before I thought maybe it was like, like popularity or like, like different like earthly pleasures. Like, oh, it, like if I'm if I'm good with God, then I'll get all these things that I've ever wanted. No, it actually looks much different. This fruit are things that are going to help our faith and grow us closer to Jesus and grow us closer to him. So some of these things that I've seen in my life is mentors, community that pushes me closer to Christ, a changed heart for the way I view others, and a deep calling for what the Lord wants for my life to look like in the future. Through daily needing to choose to dig deep, find my root system within the Lord, which is a fight against pride and takes a lot of time, which like I believe that humility and patience are some of the like, hardest things that our flesh wants to fight against. Um, after being able to, through daily needing to choose these things, I was able to feel the purpose that the Lord has for me on this earth to fulfill. And this leads to the last part of my main point, which is the fact that being rooted in Christ results in purpose. When I started to find my identity in the Lord, I was able to identify and fulfill, or, and feel his calling on my life. Something about me is that I've always been a dreamer. I've always wanted my whole life figured out. Ever since I was four, I was like, I want to be a nurse. I want to deliver babies when I grow up. And that didn't change my whole life. But I started to notice throughout the fall of last year that my, the heart, or my desires in my heart were changing for what I want to pursue after high school and after college. Um, And so I was driving down 394 one day, one random day in November. um, And I was talking to a friend. We were talking about what we want to do with our lives. And I was like, I want to be a nurse. then I was like, wait, what? Like, actually, I don't think that's what I meant to do. And it was right there in that moment where I had this picture in my mind. um, And I was like, I meant to go into ministry. I was like, ministry? Like never thought of doing that like like what i didn't really that's a lot different than nursing but like that's fine because i'm not really a science and math person mr d you know um but (laughs) um but yeah i since then i've been exploring and living into this call that i feel and i've had so many confirmation stamps it's been the coolest process um and stepping in boldly and in obedience, it takes, it takes humility and it's so scary. Um, but it's just one of these fruits that come from being rooted in Christ. Um, and although I have no clue what the path looks like, like I have no idea, um, it kind of changes daily. But <laughs> I know that I am daily trying to live in the callings that the Lord has given me. And the only way that I'm able to discern this it's through having to daily submit myself to Christ, which is hard. And some days I don't. A lot of days I don't. It's an ongoing process of refinement. So I want to conclude with this. First of all, I just want to thank you guys all for listening. Um, vulnerability is scary. Like, you guys are my peers, and it's, it's scary. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous today. Um, but vulnerability breaks down walls, and I fully believe that. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to thank you for that. What I wanna leave you with is just noting the last part of verse seven, which says, I'll just read verse seven again. Being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. I kinda of thought that that was just like an add on. I was like, okay, how does that really like correlate? Um, but this is one that I wanna publicly confess and call myself out on because I am not grateful enough for what the Lord has given me. Um, but a result of being rooted, like this is such, like Paul didn't just throw this in here to just like like meet the word number requirements because that probably wasn't a thing. Um, plus it was like a letter, so I guess, yeah. Um, but he, this is intentionally put in there for after being rooted in Christ, you are to be overflowing with gratitude. Um, which I feel like I can just get comfortable with where I'm at and comfortable with Um, what the Lord has been giving me, given what the Lord has given me, Um, but truly that is an outflow of being rooted. My second thing, um, I found such freedom in submitting to the Lord and not to this world, and from that strong root systems will come, an abundance of life and fruit that you don't even know you wanted and needed, and taking upon the yoke of Christ, It's so freeing, and it's an everyday process. I'm nowhere near there, but I wanna walk walk alongside um, with you, my peers, in trying to pursue that so that we can fulfill the callings that the Lord has on our life. Struggle alongside the king, because he is there and he is with you, and he does not want you to walk through this life alone. Okay, I'm gonna pray us out, sorry. (laughs) Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you for each and every one of my peers, God. Um, I pray that you will move in their hearts and in my heart um, and that we would not walk through these halls um, the same. I pray that we would live differently and live boldly for you um, and find our root systems in you, Lord. We love you. Amen.